Good morning. It's 10.04. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Paul Epstein, I had to drag him in here away from his donut. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just teasing you. We're, we are doing just fine today. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Now, she did drag me in. They have... Okay, so here we here here are. We're just going to jump right into the true confessions of uh, the donut here. Confessions of behind the radio. A Dunkin' Donut sitting in front of me. It's it's cut in half, and Jenna is going to eat both halves of it because <laughs> they they tricked me. They I walked in and I'm not going to use names, but Jeff, the sales manager, looked at me. Oh wait, I did just say his name, and said, "Hey, Paul, want a protein bar?" thinking oh well paul's a runner and he loves protein bars even though they taste yeah. like mostly sawdust chalk. with glue and chalk mixed together Why do and they they're do that so delicious us? because you, you because protein isn't good to eat by itself right you have to mix it with all the kinds of things bones and, with a side of mud and all right they, you just went you just went <laughs> over too far ground bones so I mean, anyway, I don't know what that he looked like, at me but... with a straight face and said, "Want a protein bar?" And then he smiled, and I thought, "Wow, that is Jeff!" And he and <laughs> I followed so him down the steps into the little kitchen area here, and uh, and he presented two boxes of donuts. That's and what we call I protein went, in radio. Oh my gosh! No, that's what we call um, uh, bait and switch. <laughs> So um, so then I'm standing there staring at the donuts, and there was one that was cut in half already because somebody had, you know, with a little knife sitting in the <clears throat> one of the donut boxes. And so somebody had a guilty kind of, um, like, I want to eat one, but I don't want to eat a whole one, so I'm going to cut one in half, and I'm going to be happy that it's a half. And so I, I was staring at all of them, and there were like four Boston cream donuts. I know that gets everyone. It doesn't get me. It doesn't get me. The sour cream ones, though. Yeah, that's what you. I've got right here. I know right that's here, what you brought cream. in here. Look, look at Such it. Such a tempter. I know right it looks there. so good. Look it's, at that glaze it's on coming, it. It's coming across. Wait, real quick about donuts. There is an excellent company, and they carry their pastries, donuts, muffins, and their keto protein. They're very filling. It's called Nature Baker. They're locally owned and operated in the Panhandle. They carry them out of Everman's. Nature Baker? Nature Baker. Um, but they have excellent donuts. Chocolate glaze, lemon glaze, okay, so cinnamon. Let me just stop you right here. So but they're protein, but they tell don't me, taste like sawdust. Tell me what a bad donut is. Oh, I don't even know what a bad carb is. Like, I don't even There isn't. They don't exist, right? Even the worst donut and it's all is still a donut. And donuts are not. Yeah, bad. it would have to taste like really, really bad. All right, so let me let me finish, and then we we need to move on to running, uh, right? Because we're, we're we're this is Paul from Running Wild. We That's can talk right. about running and events upcoming, and so but we're focused. We're we're we've got sucked into this donut conversation, um, and so I have I stood there in front of it, and one of the other, and I won't say her name either, Tasca, came downstairs and uh, said, oh, yes, I would love to split a donut with you. And I'm thinking in my head, Boston cream, Boston cream. And she said, my favorite's Boston cream. Look at that. So it all worked out great. So we I cut it for you. in half. She got to, so the cutter doesn't, so one person cuts, the other person chooses, and she chose, and I ate it, and then that that other half that was sitting there, we quartered that. And once you start, once you open the sort of, once you open the donut box, it's hard to close the donut box. 
Listen, and then Jenna walked over commit. and said, "I would love to eat one too." And I'm not going to say the rest of <laughs> I what don't she know said. If we should say it on air. No, I'm, we're not going to say it on the air. You out there, all of our loyal this is running my wild family here, Pensacola they know. expert panel. <laughs> listening loyal listeners we're not going to share this with you so if you see me on the street i'll tell you but i'm not going to say it oh yeah you can eat a boston cream because the boston marathon it's related not at all but not at all no don't even that's not a drop the microphone i mean i know like when i look at a boston cream donut i don't think about boston or the marathon so anyway i ate one i do not eat a ton of sugar. I eat some. It's hard to break the habit, but I did run four and a half miles this morning, and so um, I justified it that way. Now, running four and a half miles does not justify a donut. I'm not suggesting we eat donuts every day, but every once in a while, you can grab a donut. And I'm going to present this to Jenna right now, and she's going to eat it okay, fine. while I'll I continue to talk. All right, you continue to talk. I wore my running wild, um, some running wild gear. I didn't get to work out this morning. It was just too too tight on time. And uh, grabbed one of my favorite tanks that I picked up at Running Wild and threw in some socks because uh, later I have to come in the store. I was supposed to come in a couple weeks ago, and then my, my dog got sick. It was not cute. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick like yeah okay i got it I got and it. um so no one can see your hand uh and mouth uh sort of good, demonstration but, but it wasn't good is pretty much the equivalent Bad. but um the thing i look forward to is a fresh pair of running sneakers it's something that really just gets me refreshed and pumped up to get going again it, you're so reset. right you, I mean, and we we did a video uh, a couple of years ago about that right like you 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 get that shoe and you open the box and it's like oh and you get so pumped about it and we you know people um frequently call and, and this will be a good segue into talking about gear and shoes and this time of year is challenging i mean if you if you don't get wet from the rain or a puddle your shoes are typically wet because of sweat and i mean it just happens right everyone's shoes are damp and they do dry out we we definitely don't recommend putting your running shoes in the dryer or even leaving them in the sun if the sun ever shines don't put them outside in the sun because it will actually they'll shrink so you could you know if you if they're very wet and they don't dry out before your next run um newspaper is a good tool you can stuff them with newspaper take the insoles out um put them inside where it's maybe a little bit drier because the humidity is you know not as bad in the house or it shouldn't be as bad in the house um and you know in front of a fan maybe Mm -hmm. um and you know you could also get a second pair of shoes having having two pair to rotate if you're a daily runner or walker is not a bad idea in the summertime but i would i will say this after 20 plus years of of doing what i do fitting people in shoes and selling running shoes in in florida um in pensacola specifically shoes wear out faster in the summer because the continuous wet and dry wet and dry and so if you got a pair of shoes say in april or may you're going to be by september probably looking for a new pair of shoes or thinking you should get a new pair right and and so brings me to my initial point when 
when our guests call and um, say, hey, how do I know if my shoes are worn out? It, it, typically, if you're asking, they probably are. Um, it's hard to see if there's on the bottom, there's wear patterns sometimes, or the wear on the bottom is no, not always indicative of the midsole, the rubber part, the cushion right. part being worn out. Um, the outsoles, usually the bottom part, are usually made very well so that rubber doesn't wear down as quick as the rubber inside the shoe that provides the cushioning and support. Hmm. So Jenna's very confused about this. but um, See, I try to just go, you should replace, depending on how many miles you put on your shoes and how much wear and tear. I mean, it's more so, are you using them every day for an extended period of time, like wearing them all day to work, right? Then you need to replace them probably like, way sooner than six months because you're wearing off the tread uh you're putting a lot of pressure on it which could put wear on the cushion any foam um and that's not supporting your foot which is the whole point of the shoe right support and cushion right right and that's right i mean the tread doesn't wear out as quickly sometimes as the cushion the support and cushion in the shoe that wears out sooner but but you're right if you it's it's all about um frequency of use and, and frankly, it's all about you as a person and not to get, you know, but how much do you weigh? How, how big or small you are? And that puts more pressure on a shoe. Um, and That's true. so it's, you know, in what we, we, we like to advise people that, you know, if, if you're for a long time, shoe companies attached a number, like a mileage number, like we would tell people 300 to 500 miles. Well, it may take someone a year to do 500 miles in their shoes, but they're worn out in six months because of the frequency of use. Right. Or the time of year. Um, Winter, when it's cooler and drier, shoes last longer because they don't get wet and dry. That cycle of of getting wet and drying starts to break down, not just the, the cushioning in the midsole, but the upper as well, you know, where the laces are and everything that holds your foot in place. So, you know, we like to tell people if you if you use your shoes regularly, you probably want to replace them twice a year, minimum. And so I was thinking about like should you get fit every time you replace your shoe just to double check or if you like know what you like and it's the same size, I'm just going to call ahead and I want this shoe, which I know that y'all do as well. Um, but do you recommend just cuz our bodies change, our feet change, we put a lot of weight and pressure on our feet should we get fit more like yeah that's a great question and and that's sort of and so yes the answer is yes we recommend that now the the second third fourth fifth fitting process typically doesn't take as long um because we've gotten to know you better at running wild and and we can look at your um your purchase history and know what shoes you've gotten over the years and what socks and that makes a big difference as well and it it doesn't hurt to for uh, to allow us to fit you again um and and sometimes shoes change like models update but even if it doesn't update um all of and and this is i'll say this but then i'll offer a, a more detailed explanation most all of the running shoes that are sold today commercially are handmade Oh, okay. So let me explain. There's, they're not, they're not sitting there stitching every single piece of it. M- many of the components are machine made, but oftentimes they're assembled 
by hand and certain pieces are assembled by hand. So there's, there is, and in all of them, all of the shoe companies, vendors, brands that we carry have very, very strict and rigid quality control processes. So they make sure that every shoe coming off their line is the same as the previous shoe in terms of in terms of fit and in terms of durometer of the rubber, you know, how soft or hard the rubber is, the level of this support. Um, and so they're inspected regularly and they'll pull shoes. We've had delays on new versions because they didn't meet the quality control standards. Um, and they've delayed shoes by months, which cost these companies hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. So um, there's a chance, though, that even a shoe, let's say you get fit in a shoe today, and four months from now you're ready to replace it, and it's the same model, that the shoe we've got on our shelf may not fit exactly the same as the previous one you had. So coming in, letting us measure your feet, trying on the same shoe again and saying, yes, it feels and fits great, I'll take it or going to a different one or okay. whatever. Very good. I have a couple questions here. If you'd like to text in, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Paul Epstein is here with Running Wild. You can go to werunwild.com or check out our local location here in the Pensacola area on Cervantes or head on over to the beautiful downtown area of Fairhope, Alabama and check out their Fairhope location. Um, here is a question. Let's get to the first one. Carbon insoles carbon fiber insoles are carbon fiber insoles worth the hype paul oh that is a great question so let me let me just speak to that a little bit so everyone else knows what we're talking about it's actually not a well there are carbon fiber insoles but i i think that the question is centered more around a, a carbon fiber plate that's embedded into the shoe because that's that's kind of the new and um and exciting I'll say exciting because um, a, a shoe brand used that on a marathon or with huge success okay it's Nike uh, I can say it uh, with huge success and uh, in, in set a world record in a marathon and, and that's not we don't need to discuss that but so what the carbon fiber plate does is it creates a very rigid platform and the it it provides energy basically back to you or doesn't it doesn't require as much energy when you run and and there are definitely there are engineers and biomechanical experts that could give you a much more technical explanation but the bottom line is if you if you put on a carbon fiber shoe you can't bend your foot as much and so it, it allows you to, you feel like you're springing off quickly. I've, I've run in a few of them. There's several brands that make them. Nike is one of them. Um, Ultra has a carbon fiber option. Hoka has a carbon fiber option. Um, Saucony has a carbon fiber option. There's, there's several other brands that make a carbon fiber shoe. It, is it worth it? It depends on what your goals are. As, as a racing shoe, Without a doubt, it, it would be a second shoe. It wouldn't be a primary shoe for you. It wouldn't be an everyday running and or walking training shoe, um, but it could be a racing shoe. And they're not cheap. Those those carbon plates um, create a shoe that's above 180 bucks typically. 
Woo. Okay. It, it's worth trying one on. If you've never tried one, come on down. We've got them in both stores, our, our Pensacola and Fairhope store. We we don't sell a lot of them, and we've got a, a couple different brands. Um, but come in and try it on, and walk around the store. It's it's a it's very it's a very unique experience. Ooh, I see. You can uh, get some uh, carbon fiber insole inserts for like sixty sixty bucks too. But that's not the same. Yeah. Also- so carbon carbon fiber inserts have been around forever, right? It doesn't provide the same. Um, it, it's it's a different experience than a carbon fiber plate in a shoe a carbon fiber insole is just a it's just a rigid insole that is in addition to the shoe you take the existing insole out and you put that in there it's like an orthotic and um it it doesn't provide i i wouldn't recommend putting a full carbon fiber insole in a shoe with the with the intent of using it like a carbon fiber built shoe if that makes sense. I understand. There's a difference. I Okay. And I'm just looking online and it's kind of crazy to see. Let me read this um, description of carbon fiber insole shoes real quick. The stiff carbon plate helps the foam midsole compress and expand faster, which allows more reactivity and returns more energy to you as the runner. Like, this sounds so magical. Is reactivity even a word? Well, they just made it. It is now. They just, reactivity. They just made it. Um, hey, Jenna, after you eat those donuts, tell me about the reactivity that you're experiencing. Yeah, right. It's, uh, the, that the was grum- not my real that voice. Was that was that a was made the up rrr. voice. Now, okay, stop. <laughs> We're not going there. Okay, I promise. Uh, here's another question. Um, oh, okay. My doctor told me to buy running shoes, although I'm not a runner. The reason for this is to have a shoe that gives me good support in my normal everyday walking. What brands should I be looking at for this purpose? Running wild. We've got it. Okay, that was just a quick answer. So that's a great question. We have um, we've developed a great relationship with a lot of healthcare professionals around Pensacola and Fairhope, really the entire area, because we take the time to determine not the best brand for their patients, but the best shoe within whatever brand they, the physician or the healthcare professional, thinks is the best. And and sometimes the 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 I don't want to say the good ones, but but those healthcare professionals that understand who and what running wild is will say, here's here are the issues you're having, patient, or here are the things I want you to tell the staff who is fitting you, the fit specialist, and let them choose the best shoe because we know shoes, right? We don't diagnose issues. We don't treat issues, but we understand the footwear, the technical aspects of the footwear that we sell, and we understand different biomechanical issues or different needs from from different doctors' patients, if mm-hmm. you will. And so... I, I know I'm not answering your question, what are the best brands? We carry the best brands in the industry and we choose our inventory based on not just saying, oh, that shoe looks good and we can and people will like it and buy it, but hey, what's what is the best shoe? What is this shoe deliver compared to another shoe from a different brand or the same brand? So um Come on into Running Wild, and um, even if you're not ready to get shoes, let us take a look at your feet. We'll fit you. We'll figure out what is the best shoe for you, and and ask your doctor why um, she or he wants you to get a specific um, a running shoe. But but you are correct. Running shoes have more support. 
They're better for you to walk around in. And today they've become pretty stylish. Oh, yeah. And acceptable. Yep. Oh, yeah. People wear them with everything, literally. Uh, Here's another question. Actually, it does have to do with brands. I have two separate brands and two separate questions. Uh, The first one, are Hoka shoes worth it? And are they specifically designed for flat-footed heel strikers? So um, I would say any quality brand is worth it. So is Hoka worth it as a brand? Yeah, I mean, Hoka makes great shoes and they're a good brand. Um, Their shoes, the shoes we carry from them range from 130 up to almost $200. And any any high quality purpose-built, if you will, technical running shoe is in that range. They're about 110 to 190. Mm -hmm. And, And that's that's what we sell shoes, and but it's worth it. So yes, right. it is worth it. So in terms of flat feet, is Hoka a, a flat foot heel striker shoe? Not necessarily, but it can be. Right? It's more about it's more about figuring out your specific biomechanics, and if that's a characteristic, like it, it everyone. Everyone who has a foot knows what their own foot looks like, Mm -hmm. but your arch may not be as flat as you think compared to other people's feet and or really flat feet. And you may not be as aggressive a heel striker as you think. If you have wear on the heel of your shoe, that's not always indicative of just heel striking. And there's no shoe is going to change heel striking. Or, or make it worse, it's right? Just it's just our biomechanics. That's like you just mentioned. their biomechanics, right? Okay. Right. And so it's just kind I of adjusting your I hope I answered that. Shoes. Do you think yeah, I... Yeah, uh, that makes yeah. sense. And I've heard that rumor too. Yo, only buy Hoka's if you're a heel striker. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. know what I've that not means. heard that, yeah. But um, Hoka's a great brand. But, but yeah. every, you know, we carry eight or nine brands and they're all good. And we, we, we ensure that our guests and customers get to try on different shoes that we think meet their needs. Of course. What about Brooks running shoes? I do know that Running Wild carries Brooks as well. Absolutely. It's one of my yeah. Brooks brands. is Brooks is probably one of our longest best brands. We've had some other brands a little bit longer, but they've not performed as well in general as Brooks. Brooks is a great brand. They're they're committed to running and walking, which means they're always they're they're always looking ahead and developing shoes that meet people's needs on a broad basis. Yeah, and I, then they support us. They support local, um, run specialty really well. Oh, excellent! They're literally hands down one of the best brands of running shoes and clothing, attire, everything that yeah. I've ever. You're wearing a Brooks shirt today. I am Jenna. my banana but, man. But that doesn't mean for those listening, that doesn't mean that you should come in and say, I want a Brooks shoe because it's the best. It It is a good shoe, but I could name off a, a dozen shoes that maybe most of you may not have ever heard of that are fantastic shoes. Again, it's based on your foot, your biomechanics, the shape of your foot, your size, your goals, and and honestly, also where you live. If you if you go on dirt roads versus pavement or sidewalks, etc., and we take all of that into account when you come into Running Wild, we start asking questions, and some of them get a little personal. Um, you know, we respect boundaries, of course, but of course. you know, you're gonna take your shoes and socks off. We're gonna have you walk. We're gonna have you stand on our foot scanner, and we're gonna get to know you um, and your feet really well. 
And we do that in both our Pensacola and our Fairhope locations. And there's no need for an appointment. You just show up and smile and say, I need help with some shoes. Help me. (laughs) You can show up with no shoes. You can. Just show up with your money. Yes. Uh, 1028 (laughs) on the Pensacola Expert Panel. (laughs) Uh, Paul Epstein has been answering your questions. Thanks for firing them into our text line this morning. One more question. Does cadence really matter? Is it a big deal when you look at different running apps? Is cadence something that you really should be paying attention to? Wow, that is a super technical and excellent question. In two minutes. I would say... How much time do I have? (laughs) Less than two minutes. I would say cadence is huge. Cadence is super, super important. And the and everyone's different, right? I'm I'm five foot six and somebody who's six foot tall has longer legs than I do and tends to take longer strides than I do, and that doesn't make it easier for them to run. Both of us should center our cadence around 180 steps per minute. And it's tricky to get there, and we teach people to do that but and not to overthink it, right? Okay. So there, there's tons of apps. There's, there's cadence apps out there. There's um, all kinds of different apps, metronome apps that, that keep you on that cadence. Now, if you're, you know, 179 or 181, that's okay. Again, that's the different leg length, but 180 is kind of the goal. And so it, it, it makes you take shorter steps and the more steps you take in a minute over a mile, the lighter you strike the ground. So think about an octagon, it has eight sides and think about a square, right? Okay. And try to roll both of them. Which one rolls easier? the octagon yes and it strikes eight times on every rotation versus four times on every rotation all right that makes sense yeah that's the that's a description i use to keep it simple i like it look you did it in less than two minutes see yeah and come in and, and we can coach you through how to do it because there's a there's a couple simple techniques and it's it's hard to do on the radio but if you've got a question about cadence or that's something you're focused on come on by visit one of our stores Paul Epstein, Running Wild. We run wild.com for hours, locations, and all the events coming up. And I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds great, Jenna. Thanks. Enjoy that donut.